Hey everyone, welcome back. Today is Thursday, October 14th, 2021, and it generally was a good day in the markets today. Uh, just to call out some headline numbers, the S&P 500 uh, was you know, up 1.71%, the NASDAQ up 1.73%, uh, just kind of the 10-year the note yield is 1.516%, you know, holding... I would say relatively not so bad, although we did see a jump because we see higher inflation uh, or inflation. You know, everyone's looking at that data today. Um, but kind of one thing I wanted to talk about uh, today, uh, given, you know, it, it's funny. Almost all of our, our ROIC stocks have done really well today. Uh, but I did sell... Uh, the majority of two positions, which were two Chinese stocks on the big board today. Um, and, you know, that was in response to additional Chinese government action and my inability to really uh, deal with the one deal with the drama that it's it's uh, it's dealt our uh, in our mentality. But two, also the lack of analysis that I could bring or the lack of alpha I could bring to those positions. Um, so, you know, we had a, I would say, a, a heated discussion within the, the ROIC Discord today uh, about uh, style shift, what is my style, what is the big board, uh, just uh, all, all sorts of things. I would say, you know, the, the, you know, I think everybody else, everybody here in this, in this, uh, in this live stream, Roic subscribers, uh, YouTube subscribers. There are hopefully almost 80,000 of you. And even my TikTok subscribers, right? Like 250,000 people. Uh, you're all subscribed in some form or, or another for completely different reasons. One man, one man maybe named John Smith, may be a high earner and may be looking to find the next Apple uh, a la 2010 to 2020. Uh, another another might be a student named you know Joe Joe Smith I guess uh, who's looking to find a little bit more high aggressive trade in trade out types of positions uh, and some of you are uh, just kind of following along trying to learn I would say uh, there's a great deal of you that that really want more educational content which is really great because uh, you know I am a I, you know, I am a finance major. I worked on the street. I worked professionally in really big hedge funds and uh, hybrid private equity funds and uh, was a CFO of a company. So I have a lot of experience with like finance, right? So juggling everyone's thoughts and concerns sometimes about what we're doing on the big board. And I just wanted to make, make things clear. I make the content one, for educational purposes, but two, to empower you with what I feel is, is held back from individual investors because of this very reason. It is extremely hard to service individual investors with high skill, deep, long hour, like you're talking about paying these people over a quarter million a year just to cover like three to five companies. Uh, that kind of research is and is lost upon uh, it costs a lot to make first of all and you cannot charge generally this is the the old wisdom 
you generally can't charge the public the amount it takes to make the research because the public doesn't necessarily want to read a 20-page paper about all the research you've done over the past month on one stock, right? And the Excel docs and everything. So the mission of this channel, the mission of everything that I've done over the past year and a half, and everything that we're going to be building over the next, hopefully forever, uh, is empowering you, whoever's watching and all the Roke members out there, and even the, non, the, not the Roke members, is empowering you in some shape or form with a lot of free content, but a lot of, you know, the Roke membership helps uh, support this because let me tell you, YouTube AdSense revenue, so we definitely don't swim in it there. Um, empower you to be a better investor yourself and empower you to leverage the tools that we are subscribed to and leverage my experience, right? Leverage my experience. Uh, so that's the mission. And TBD, like, just stay tuned because master plan, hopefully I can unveil in a matter of weeks, not months. And uh, just just so you know, you know, I, I personally have to run this business. And I have to do videos, which takes a long time, as you can, you can ask Grace here. <laughs> takes a lot more, right, than most people think. It takes hours on hours, yeah. sometimes days. Yeah, just for like one video. And uh, not only that, like, and then whatever time I have left of the 15 hours minus all that is goes to research me and Ken, right? Uh, newsletter writing, managing the website, blah, 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 blah. Plus trying to get the ad, like the, the legal side up for the master plan. So... Uh, just caveating that, but I will say I still, you know, we still provide like the base level of what we provide here is stock specific research, right? And, and Ken and I go through at least four, uh, dives per week. In, in, in addition, there's the big board, which started out. Let me remind everyone the big board started out. Let's just pull up the big board. Okay. This big board, this started out as, hey, Justin, uh, what should I buy? And then I put up like a list on the website last year. I said, this was like May, June. I was like, oh yeah, like these, I really like these names, right? They're re relatively conservative. And then people were like, well, how much should I buy? And then I said, okay, fine. How about like these percentages? And then people were like, whoa, whoa, things have changed. Like, are these percentages tracking? And then I was like, okay, fine. I'll do like a paper portfolio. So we did a paper portfolio that tracked what I was doing because people just wanted to know what I was doing. So that's what we've done over the past, right? And I am a big believer in long-term investing. And I think a lot of folks that had joined Roic and have been on this website, uh, on this channel, know that I like long-term investing. I was a inv long-term investor in Apple, long-term investor in Amazon, a long-term investor in uh, the stocks, the stock of the company that I worked at. A long-term investor, I would at this point we've I've held in some shape or form Peloton for uh, a year and a half, two years now, right? A year and a half. Uh, I've held Microsoft for a long time. I've held a lot, like a lot of these really large companies for a long time. But there has been, you know, I think a misperception of style shift. So I just want to get the record straight of what this is. First of all, we are building the best equity research company in the world. And we're going to do that because I have 
one, I have a mission to bring folks like you and me and my mother and my best friends who are also on Wall Street but don't have the time for it, the best equity research that we, like institutional level equity research for their own personal portfolios, right? That's, that's the number one thing. Like, so that's research reports and that's basically it, right? For, for, for pennies, really. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. And the big board is a grander vision of collective investing and trying to generate alpha with our own portfolios and showing in public what I'm doing, right? What me, with all my, my, my goods and my, my bads, my, my faults as an individual investor, my lack of time to gain conviction today, that's what I'm doing now. And all I can promise is that we can manage this thing like the big board in a more institutional fashion as we grow. Post master plan launch, we're going to have way more resources, right? And a lot of these things, we've caught some really good stocks, but we haven't been able to scale into them like we have the one really, you know, we have the biggest position on the big board that's done super well. And for those of you asking, yes, it's not too late. No, it's not too late to get into that one. But the more coverage and depth we can get, the higher we can scale a 1% uh, starter position all the way up to 10%. And we can cover things and see risks earlier and deeper, right? And collectively get credit card data and all this, all this stuff. It's all part of the master plan to come, okay? So, uh, but I hear you, let's show this again. I hear you about the whole style shift, right? The style shift of, oh, you've been adding and subtracting uh, or scaling down because my target prices have come down on a few of them, but we haven't sold out completely, right? Uh, I thought you were a quote unquote long-term investor. Instead, I, I think you're swing trading. So swing trading is only something that lives in like retail world. Uh, so there's no such thing as like a wall streeter who swing trades first of all. So, because I just want to, I want to let's educate ourselves on what swing trading is. Swing trading is a style of trading that attempts to capture short to medium term gains in a stock over a period of few days or several weeks. They primarily use technical analysis to look for trading opportunities. None of this describes me or what we've done on the big board. We've gone a full month without a trade right on the big board. So, and we do net, we never use technical analysis. The only technical analysis we use is what is the price now and how does it compare to what I, I believe value, right? It's the Warren Buffett price is what you pay value is what you get, right? So I'm still fundamentally more like Warren Buffett than whatever this is. So now that we've educated ourselves there, uh, what is long-term investing? A long-term investment is an account, uh, is an account, a company, uh, Whatever. So it's over a year. Long-term investors are generally willing to take on more risk for higher rewards. These are different from short-term investments, which are meant to be sold within a year. So all of our theses on these stocks are based on multiple quarters of earnings expansion or multiple expansion, i.e. discounted cash flows. That Tesla model walkthrough I just posted is a 15-year DCF which most of Wall Street would laugh in my face for because 
most of hedge funds on Wall Street are trying to play intra-quarter stuff. They only do like three to five-year DCFs if they even do DCFs. Some of them just do the expectations game. Oh, I think the street is here, and we think this because of our satellite credit card data did this, blah, blah, blah. I'm not in that game. So in comparison, I am a long-term investor. Everything I put on the big board has never changed in terms of how long I'm willing to hold it, right? How long are you willing to hold it if the thesis is the same, all things staying stable, and the the the, the company continues to perform as you expect or through tumultuous short-term plays, if you believe that over a two, three, five, ten-year span, the company, you, the, company the, the market is not giving credit to the company doing well like you think it is, that's long-term investing. Now, that's completely, that's the mindset but the valuation also matters, right? We could all go buy Shopify and think that Shopify is doing really well, but Shopify, let's go to the equity data terminal. Shopify is trading at a valuation that doesn't leave like 36 times sales. It's, it's trading at a valuation that maybe your cost of capital now is higher than what you expect the company to be, right? So you you basically have to you have to think this company five x is pretty quickly because every year it doesn't is a year of opportunity cost of cost of capital cost of equity. So valuation matters as well. So let me bifurcate things for you. I prefer the lazy method. I prefer finding like what I found with Apple and what I, what we found with Amazon, what I found with Nashville real estate with me and my friends where we tripled our money within five years. Talk about 30% IRR. I prefer that. Now I want you to tell me how easy it is to find those opportunities in the public market that are clearly obvious, right? A lot harder. A lot harder today. I don't know if you noticed this, but Apple and Amazon are trading, and I think will give us a 15% IRR over time. But let's just look at the data here, okay? Apple is trading for 19 times EBITDA, but back then, we could get Apple for under 9 times EBITDA. So... Things were a lot more fit. Like it was a much easier bet to make because the valuations were pretty darn reasonable. There's a lot of macro stuff going on about us. And in this environment, it's really hard to find a company where the valuation presents you with a, a bet, a, a fair bet, where if you're right about, or sorry, an outsized asymmetrical bet, where if you're right about a megatrend and its penetration in the megatrend, then it would return 10x over whatever, right? That was how it used to be. But valuations have now climbed, and we are at the lower zero bound of cost of capital, literally negative real interest rates, actually. And 
the value, like there, these things aren't as obvious. So let's get, let's get it straight. I want to own, I'm lazy. I want to go golfing. I like golf. I like golf. Honestly, like I like golf. No offense. I like golf make better than making videos. Um, but offense taken, <laughs> but no, I, I still love, I, I love you all. Thank you for being here. But if I have the opportunity, I'm like Amazon's been on the big board since inception. So, and I, and that's why I, I, I classified that as compounder. But until then, we're trying to build equity research for the people. And if there aren't that many obvious ones, I said, I said, it's Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera. Anything more than that, go join Roic and, and look at the big board. There are compounders on there that I think are like buy and hold forever. These things just like compound, just don't worry about it. Um, and then the rest of the portfolio has, I agree, been my, I've, 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 introduced and maybe I should have been more you know honestly it happens with the craziness of trying to manage this myself it's like it happens without even me in an intentional thing look I was a professional I was paid multiple hundreds of thousands a year to do this professionally and I'm a long I, I did this professionally and so some of the style that you would see Dan Loeb do Bill Ackman any of these long-term DCF-oriented corporate finance uh, hedge fund managers, that's the style of introduced, right? And, and we've had a huge winner. Our number one position on the big board is a huge winner and will continue to be a huge winner in my personal portfolio, the Rogue Big Board, et cetera, right? That's still long-term investing, but it isn't general generational shift ownership. I think people are going Tesla hunting. They're going Amazon hunting. But in the absence of those, what are we buying? So I think that the constructive feedback is there are long-term investors who call themselves long-term investors that, that really want me to go find the next Tesla, the next Amazon, meaning generational shifts, low penetration, and the winner of the increased penetration, right? The iPhone, smartphones, penetration of smartphones in everyone's hand, and who's going to be the winner? Pretty easy back then when you're buying it like eight times EBITDA. Pretty darn easy. Now, when you're buying it like 30 times gross profit and 200 times EBITDA, less easy, right? So... There are people that want the, like, that kind of stuff and hate seeing trades just in general, right? And I, I understand that because I, I want to be there too, trust me. And then there are people that actively like to be in stocks, which, and also like to get, you know, one year, 12 to 18 month profits, which that's, that's my goal is to hope, hopefully hold things for 12 to 18 months. Yeah, even the ones that are not compounders because the thesis is more long-term. It isn't, oh, something's going to come next quarter. So I'm, I've, I think, and put in the chat, if you, um, if you have an opinion, 
about this, but I, I, we've hinted at it in the past. I'm going to be making it an initiative next week to split to put 300,000 of my own money immediately next week into three ROIC big boards, aggressive A, B, and C. One is like a compounder conservative. One is like balanced, I guess, which would be just my style, which is a mix of both long-term compounders, but also like active management because that's what we're all doing here. Because if you're not an active manager and you're on this channel, go buy the S&P 500 or NASDAQ. Go buy QQQ. Anything that isn't buying a tracking index is active management. So that's what we are. I'm not going to lie to you. We're actively managing because I believe we can actively manage better or we can outperform both in active management, but also in just a group of reasonably priced compounders. So I'm going to be doing that. I'll show Rogue members my screen with 300 grand of my own money. And then obviously I'm going to be in wait for the master plan. I'm going to be putting in more of my own money fund a lot of other things for master plan. So just, just wait for that. I just want to address this. Uh, I love you all. And think about this vision. Think about, I want you to, I want to tease you here. Think about building the best equity research team out there making content at just a sustaining price, a no brainer price, right? For you. Think about, uh, collectively researching together, together, not a bunch of chaos on YouTube, not a bunch of chaos on Seeking Alpha, not a bunch of chaos behind uh, a, a faceless paywall, right? Think about collectively researching and investing together with a top level equity research team up top. And think about also, do you want your active manager to listen to you and hear your input as an investor? Or do you want to go invest in Bill Ackman's Pershing Square and get let and have him or her, whoever that is, even if it's Kathy, right? Have unilateral control over what you invest in. So it's basically just here's the money and uh, you, there's no, there's no interaction. I believe that a strong willed, but, but constantly curious and open to new ideas, active manager with the right experience, active management team, let's just say team. No, no one person can do it alone. With leverage scale of the internet can outperform. So there's the equity research part, right? Roic and all this channel and just watching the videos itself is full free and also like no price, right? Compare it against anything else. But on top of that, there's like a grander vision here. So all that to say is I appreciate, I, I always welcome it, even tomorrow. Tomorrow, please give me constructive criticism, constructive feedback, any concerns, just as, as long as it's polite and don't attack each other. Um, but I will say constructive criticism isn't just complaints, right? Constructive criticism is this is what I believe is wrong. And this is, here are some ways that I believe this problem, like base level problem, not symptom problem can get resolved. 
and and to bring this is something that I, I I always talked about when I was the CFO of of uh, the previous company was it's not always true, but my general rule of thumb of what is a complaint versus what is constructive cri- cr- constructive criticism is complaints always usually come without a solution. It's just I don't like this. Um, constructive criticism comes with this is the problem and these are some ways that it could get resolved. So the way that I'm proposing is splitting the big board out into multiple strategies for multiple, for multiple, uh, for multiple people. Um, but thank you so much. And Renee is saying, I seem stressed. Yeah. We've been in the discord. It's been, it's been a, it's been a rough discord day. Uh, okay. Thank you guys. Anyway. Cool. Uh, yeah. So let's just, what's next? Was that 15 minutes? We're trying to be more structured with these things. Yeah, we are at 25 minutes. So do you want to jump into some voicemails? Yeah, let's jump into some voicemails. Awesome. Hi, Justin. Uh, how are you? A rogue number here. Uh, I was wondering if you have uh, any insights on how uh, long short hedge funds, uh, how they go about choosing their short targets. Uh, for example, right now, uh, there's uh, lots of gaming companies that uh, are being shorted uh, by Marshall Ways. And I was uh, wondering if you had an insight to that. Uh, what might be going through their heads. Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, being a Rock member and, and the call. Uh, I would say, from my experience, long-short funds are either shorting in isolation or they're shorting in a pair or in the context of a long-short per- portfolio. So a lot of times you'll see short interest and that doesn't necessarily mean that the people that are short are like super bearish about that one company. It's like buying Peloton and shorting Shopify, right? If you believe these two things are within your sector and your sector generally trades together, uh, you might think that one company is really undervalued and you're just super long it, but you want to stay on a portfolio level, net neutral or net 20% long or net 20% short, depending on your macro views. And uh, you'll pair up your longs with shorts. And the shorts can either be, I hate this company, and I think that next quarter they're going to crap the bed in earnings, or which is a short ter- shorter-term mindset, or you think that it's just overvalued and you think it's run too far and you think it'll be flat and underperform whatever sector you're covering. So just keep that in mind. But there are a lot of times where the people that are really short focused and there are funds that are just completely short oriented because that's a different type of thinker thinker that runs that kind of fund. It's they look for specific like specific shorter term issues with the company. They look they're more like a forensic accountant. They they look for fraud. They look for um, they look for earnings misses. They look for some regulatory thing that's going to come down the pipe. That's not going to, that's not good news. It's going to be bad news. And they just, they have an 80% confidence level that's coming down. 
So they're much more tied to catalysts. And as a long-only fo- person who is more into the private equity realm, I like creating value within companies. Uh, I like creating value for... I like creating value in the world, right? I've never been that suited to the short game because it requires that person who's always doubting and poking holes. And I, I think at my, in my heart, I'm an, I'm an optimist, even though I started out on the credit side. And uh, yeah, I, I, I am generally an optimistic person trained in the pessimistic arts. That's what I would say, right? And that's why, so I released that Tesla video and all the Tesla people were like, you're far too conservative. You missed FSD, you missed this, this, that. And it's because I was trained in the pessimistic arts. Wall Street is very pessimistic. Where could this go wrong? How do we layer in more margin of safety? Let's not give credit for all the upside. Let's just give credit for one of the upside and probability weight it. And if it still looks good, then we'll buy it. That's how you miss opportunities. Um, but that's also how you avoid principal loss. So. Ready for the next one? Let's do it. Hey, Justin, longtime Roic member here. Um, I would love to have you look at Yeti for me, Y-E-T-I is the ticker. Um, I see, you know, I've been seeing a lot of comparisons to Peloton in terms of their almost cult-like following and how they're expanding internationally. Um, they're direct-to-consumer, and they've printed a couple of good quarters, so they have some, some good momentum. And I would love to have you just take a quick look at their financials and give it one of your uh, your quick ratings. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Uh, I agree that like as a brand, they are as strong as Peloton. You know, people will pay up for a Yeti cooler. It's like a thing. Yeah, Nashville. And I know it's a thing. Uh, but unlike Peloton is they don't have subscription revenues. And that's why it's different. They don't have subscription revenues. So when you have a Yeti uh, double vacuum seal walled uh these things, right? You don't necessarily, like you're not buying another one every single month. So at the end of the day, it's a premium goods seller. So I think the better brand to compare it to is probably something like a Lululemon, right? Super strong, um, but the repeat buyer is probably actually strong on Lululemon, which is, I mean, you see it here, right? Lululemon growing like crazy through the pandemic you know, through 2021 and trading at 30 times EBITDA, you know, 30 times EBITDA maybe. And Yeti is trading at like 20, 20, 21 times EBITDA. Uh, Low free cash flow yield, but growing. For me, again, at these valuations, I would rather buy the FAMG stocks. Except Facebook. Uh, because I think they're better businesses for the same valuation. Now, the market may not have liked some of the FAM stocks this year, but that's just the market's fault. That's just the market's fault. How is Google cheaper than Yeti? Google's a much better business. Uh, can I have super chats? That's what someone's asking. I don't know even how to know how to do that. Monetization? How do I do that? Skip. No. What is super chat? Are you, I, I know like you're able to have super chats. 
We'll do that next time. Thank you so much for wanting to contribute. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not like it's wildly outrageously valued. Lululemon's very expensive, so when you compare it to that, it's, you know, probably favorable and more in my style. And the only one other, like, very cult thing that's doing really well is, like, Chipotle trading at, like, 30, 35 times EBITDA, which I don't understand. So amongst those three, if you want to be, like, in that consumer brand type of space, I like Yeti. But for me, personally, I think it's a meh. It doesn't scream interesting to me because I think there are software companies trading at low teens or mid-teens EBITDA that we've added to the big board today that I just, with better growth and better, right? Software has perfect gross margins. So the mona, the uh, the marginal add of a, of a customer flows through to profits much better than uh, selling like a, like this thing. Cool. I mean, how many more do we have time for under the new structure? I'd say let's take one more voicemail and then do some live chat questions. Okay, sounds good. Who's going to yeah, be the lucky last one? I have one it's Kaya, yes. Kaya, I have one comment and then the question. The comment is there's another fake account um, on Instagram called a couple of cents 50. So you might want to check into shutting that down. Um, the real question is, what's the best way to get into the market Is it in, in terms of a job? Is it best to go the college route, as I'm doing, community college, then getting into UConn, and then business school, and doing it that way? Or is there anything in Connecticut or anything overall in particular, like a target school or, or other type of ways of educating myself to get into that industry? Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on different ways to get there? Thank you. Yeah, so um, I think that, oh, let me just address the first thing. Yeah, like Instagram is especially bad with fake accounts copying me and people are like sort of thinking it's me and I don't know what to do about it. Like I don't have enough clout to get verified and <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we just keep, reporting them and people so i'll, I'll just look at it and report. Uh, everyone's just trying to be you <laughs> they're, they're trying to be you because they want to get like people's trading information their dms are always like hey what are you buying what are your cells or they say weird stuff like that that's yeah and they try to get your money so i will never ask you for for like for money for any passwords or whatever the only thing i have is relic everything else is free and the only thing, and I have these live streams twice a week so that you guys can, or three times a week, two, two is Roic streams, one is public streams. And all we have is the subscription at a couple cents.com and in the future will be senseinvest.com. But that's whatever. We'll build the app on the other one. But a couple cents.com, Roic, one membership. Um, and the best way to get in, like break into the market in terms of, uh, it depends on what you want to do. Because there's a lot of jobs that are mid-office that are really interesting as well. I would just say, like, it's an unfortunate fact that if you want to work in, like, the securities industry, you probably should get your college degree for as 
prestigious of a college as you can. I mean, that's, that's the reason why, you know, I chose the colleges I did. And so I, you know, I think we talked about this before. It was, is much more, uh, yeah, try to get, uh, UConn's a great school, obviously lots of connections on the East coast around the greater tri state area, quad state area. I never understood that term. It's either New York, Pennsylvania and New Jersey, or it's New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. I don't really know. Uh, so th- I would just say, I would say like, continue what you're doing there. I, I don't, it's, it's easier if you want to kind of do a more entrepreneurial route and get into real estate without the college degree. And you've seen it a lot, right? You've seen it with some of these big influencers on YouTube, not having gone to school, uh, and they do really well. Right. But that takes a lot of hustle. Um, college is unfortunately like the new high school diploma because now over 30% of people get it. Whereas like in our parents' generation, like only 10 to 15% got their uh, college degree. And so uh, unfortunately we have a lot of, uh, that's just a fact. I mean, there's a whole topic there to dig into. Um, Okay. We'll, we'll just maybe a couple of these in the row only stream in the next stream. Ready for some live chat questions? Yeah, let's do it. So a couple people have asked about if you could take a look at GRWG. GRWG. Yes, please hit the like button, guys. I really appreciate it. GRWG. Grow Generation Corp. Yep. Okay, so they are a farm supply company. Owns and operates retail, hydroponic, and organic specialty gardening retail. Organic nutrients and soils, advanced lighting technology, hydroponic and aquaponic equipment, and other products needed to grow indoors and outdoors. Wow, what a chart. Okay, so according to this, they're trading at 15 times forward EBITDA and growing like crazy, though. I'm going to slap an interesting rating on this. I'm going to slap an interesting rating on this. Let me see if I can find... Let me see if I can find something real quick for you. I'm going to slap an interesting rating on it. Possibly we can cover it for Royal members next week, doing a deeper dive as we do more for at least four a week. That's exciting. And yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get to all the interesting ones for sure. I feel like getting an interesting rating is always such an accomplishment. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. I mean, people in the chat are always like, I want to get an interesting so that, I mean, that's just a great example of when we build infrastructure and a team of analysts here and not just like a third of my time, like, can you imagine what we can do? Like this whole community screens such great companies and some of the biggest problems at even the biggest hedge funds was always idea generation. That's always the thing. Idea gen. You guys have the best ideas. I think we can generate so much alpha together. Just like, we just got to build it. Zero force. Okay, let me see if I can find a model for grow G R W G. 
Yeah, we got a we got a model for this guy. Let's go look at it. We're not sponsored yet by Canalyst, but I've been testing out this service. Someone in the chat has gotten four interesting ratings. Must be a really good screener. That's pretty good. Um, okay, so interesting. Okay, so they, yeah, they're expected to grow like crazy this year. Distribution rev, uh, sales, sales company owned store growth. Is this a cannabis stock? GRWG. Yeah, it's cannabis. And we know cannabis is, has gotten smacked recently. Where the pros go. Okay, so it's hydroponic specifically for, um, and I guess they have their own stores. Interesting. So we can look at this. We'll make this, uh, We'll analyze this and make it available for Roke members, of course, as always, are an equity research firm. And we'll try to do a DCF on it. Cool. Um, so Andrew asked a really good question. He said, what do you think are the biggest things you learned in your Roic journey so far? There's so much with running your own company, managing the, the big board, et cetera. What are your big takeaways? Um, being a solo founder is really tough. That's one. Um, doing it is super stressful with your family. Like, I think, like, there's a reason why Elon Musk is, like, multiple times divorced and almost every big founder is. It's just tough. Uh, because like you're, you're trying to create this baby and you care so much about the baby and that's all you can think about. And you basically everything else suffers, including my health. You guys saw me, you guys have seen me in real time, gain a bunch of weight. I used to work out like almost every day and eat healthier. Um, but I think I'm like actually pretty suited for this. I, and I, I you know, I, I thank everything. Like I thank you guys. It's, you know, I made my first TikTok at the right time. I, I'm the only hedge fund analyst who's done, who's online, who's brave enough to do this online. But I also spent the past five years being the CFO of a really hyper growing, scaling startup that grew for like, that grew from, you know, did really well. So, and I scaled a ton of the accounting. I scaled a ton of the HR, I, I scaled all that infrastructure building. So the, like the, the overall concepts I've, I've done before, but just with so much more backup. Like I had a CEO, I had a whole management team, I had people under me. Doing it all yourself is really tough. And not only that, you have to do all the stuff that you have to do but scaling a business. On top of that, you gotta pick stocks and do research. Like, and on top of that, you have to do videos. Like, and on top of that, like I would say like, I, all you guys have been so, so good to me online because I've heard horror stories about just creating content online and burnout, which I feel every single day, of course, but uh, just like how vicious comments can be. And like, I would say generally, I think we have the most polite group here on this channel in that I've ever seen. And yeah, that's, I, I hopefully that continues and hopefully that I, pre I appreciate that. So again, we're all human and 
you know, all that stuff. So I think all the learning is like, I've never, I, I've been the kind of guy who my Instagram account was private. My LinkedIn was private, very private. Cause all us wall street guys are private. And I was thrust into this like public thing. And someone, someone actually recognized me, uh, in Trader Joe's yesterday. Um, that's so, so weird. So I just have to get used to all that. I was in Trader Joe's today. Oh, really? What'd you get? What's your favorite thing over there? Or like, what did you get that you're excited about? I got the like butternut squash spaghetti that I'm really excited about because it's fall. And I got some like pumpkins to decorate my apartment. And then have you ever had like the soup dumplings? Oh, those are good. Those are so good. Yeah. I got some of those. Um, yeah. No, I love it. Um, another question that somebody asked was your thoughts on TDoc. Teladoc. I, I mean, it's going to remain an interesting rating, but it's been smacked, right? Let's see what it's done. TDoc stock. Yeah, it's kind of bumping along the bottom. 136 per share. Let's just take a quick look again. Yeah, it's like 12, call it 13, 14 times forward gross profit non-material type of EVD, but da still growing really fast. Okay. We're going to put, I'm going to put another interesting rating. I think we should revisit Teladoc given. I know a lot of you hold it and some of you, it says, uh, you said it was, uh, like the biggest position. And so, uh, yeah, let's, let's try to, let's try to, prioritize this one because we got to not we knocked down like three interesting ratings this week yeah and we added two positions today on the big board which is again my portfolio hopefully we can all share our portfolios someday and quite honestly if someone is out there who can invest better than me i want to be your friend i will help you raise millions of dollars I will help you. I will bring you on this platform, whatever this is. And we want to hire you. If you can't beat them, join them. Then, so if you're out there and you're willing to be in public and do everything publicly and take your wins publicly, but also take your losses publicly, DM me on Twitter. Seriously. But also like you have to be good with a replicable logical strategy, right? It's not like you, have to, you can't like, be like, oh yeah, like I just picked it because I thought it was good. And that means you're like, that's monkeys at the at the dartboard. It's like, can you replicate a strategy over a decade? Because I'm in it for a decade. I'm in it for 15% compounded returns over a decade plus. Cool. Well, Eamon, the one who got Eamon's the one who got four interesting ratings, is actually, I don't know if I'm saying Eamon right, but is a professional options trader. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. If you can contribute, I'd love that. Um, one other question we have is your thoughts on ticker F-O-R-G. It's a new IPO. Grace, I think everyone wants to know how your trip was. I am under an NDA. so I Oh, can't, she can't say anything about it. I can't speak about my trip because I signed like a 20-page contract. Oh, okay. She can't talk about do her Do they trip. know details about my trip a little bit? Or do they know that I'm on a I was on a trip? Yeah, they know you were on a trip. Oh, okay. So we can't reveal until like, can we eventually reveal? 
Yeah. Maybe like in a year. In June. In June. In June. Okay. Okay. So everyone chill with that comment and we'll, 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 we'll revisit <laughs> in June. <laughs> I could get a huge lawsuit against me if I talk about it, especially on a show. <laughs> um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll share details to the ROIC members in the ROIC stream. Join ROIC at a couple cents.com. <laughs> uh, what was the ticker again? Um, ticker F O R G. Forge Rock. It's a pretty badass name. Global leader in digital identity. Delivers modern identity and access management solutions for consumers, employees, and things to simply and safely access the connected world. Uh, using Forge Rock, more than 1,300 organizations around the world orchestrate, manage, and secure the complete lifecycle of identities with dynamic access controls, governance APIs, storing authoritative data, yada, yada, yada. I'm just going to go to the website. Forge. Is this it? For, uh, sorry, Forge Rock. I think we looked at this other company. Forge Rock, digital identity. Looks like a very big B2B company. Cloud without compromise. Identity cloud for hybrid IT. So uh, they've got a lot of solutions for the workforce. I don't really know exactly what this is, but it's probably like knowing it's like security software that allow that knows the identity of people logging in maybe. But okay, let's just look at the valuation because that's what I'm here for. Did they just go public? Okay, so the chart is only showing from a month ago. And okay, so it's a $3 billion valuation. 2,900 divided by, yeah, it's like 30 times Okay, so let's say run rate gross profit is 36 times 12, or sorry, 36 times 4, 144. So 29, 2.9 billion valuation divided by 144. Trading at like 20 times gross profit, but trending at like a pretty high growth rate year over year. But quarter over quarter, they're not growing that fast. I mean, growing fast, but that fast. Um. Yeah, I don't, not super interesting. I'm going to say borderline meh and interesting. Could be interesting, but it doesn't screen interesting. Uh, TJM is saying we onboarded a CSEC security client recently. Y'all have way too many acronyms. What else? Should we, uh, do we have one more? Guys, in the chat, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it like five minutes. Maybe one last topic to cover, and then I'm going to take a five-minute break, and then uh, we'll flip it to the rug only chat, and we'll go through the positions and just talk about them. 
Nick is saying my company uses Fordrock for data strategy implementation. That's cool. Do you like them? Are they good? One last question. Who's it going to be? <laughs> Justin, are you are watching, watching Squid, Squid Game? <laughs> yes, I'm watching Squid Game. I haven't had time to watch it because I'm doing this, but See, I'm like three episodes in. As like a video person, I can't watch it because of the audio dubbing. Oh, you, you watch it dub? I watch it subtitle. Oh, and what? Do you just have the normal Well, oh, I just added myself as a Korean that doesn't know how to fully speak Korean. But. <laughs> I can't watch it because I can't, I can't do the dubbing, but I might just like put the subtitles on and like just listen to it how it is in the background. Oh, really? Yeah. It, subtitles, you have to like focus. Um, okay, Ethereum. I like Ethereum a lot. You'll have to see where it is on the big board. If it's on the big board, if you join Rock. Um, Rohit is asking, what is a fair valuation for Rivian, assuming Lucid is 40 billion? I think that they're both overvalued for what they are now. Right? Like, remember what's a $40 billion company? Like, Palantir is probably a $40 billion company, right? Palantir is like a 40 to $50 billion company. So, would you rather have Palantir or would you rather, would you rather buy like Lucid Motors who hasn't even, uh, which have hasn't even been, like, who doesn't even have any revenue yet. Everyone's saying subtitles way better than dub. But I, you have to really focus on it. So I'm, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again, again, but with um, subtitles this time. Appa yeah, but like this, even the subtitles aren't super accurate. Mm -hmm. Even I can t tell that. Maybe I'll start it tonight. Yeah. So I don't like, I love like Rivian trucks look awesome and this is someone who has a a deposit in well, this is only 100 bucks on a cyber truck uh but dang that truck looks awesome but 80 billion dollars more than palantir i'd rather buy palantir uh let's see hawking's been in qqq for 20 years congrats congrats Okay, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to me rant, looking at my my face ranting for the past year and a half. And we're again, we're gonna be building the best equity research company out there that isn't built on SEO or click clickbait, and that's built on real analysis with real Wall Street people. So stay tuned. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. And Roke members, I'll see you in like five minutes. And until next time. Happy investing.